Hey, it's Michelle Siraki with Pitbull Advocates of America, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that this inspires you and challenges you, and I hope that it equips you to attach action to your advocacy. Enjoy the podcast. Hey there, it's Michelle Siraki and Victoria Holfeld. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm, you know, 110 degrees, but... Oh my gosh, it's so hot in here. It's really quite warm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's 90 degrees here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin with a dew point of like 70. Yeah, it's 190 in our cute little podcasting oh studio. Yeah, it has no airflow at all. There's there's not even a vent in here, actually. Right? Well, everything that I read when it said about how to make your little podcasting studio said to make it airtight so that it wouldn't have a lot of echo... So, yeah, I think pretty much everything's sealed up in here. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Makes yeah. it a little toasty. It's a little toasty. And we care so much for you all being able to hear us <laughs> that we won't turn the fan on. I know, yes. Because we feel like it takes away from the podcast. It's a little humming in the back. We don't exactly. want anybody to fall asleep, though, with, with the nice <laughs> humming of the fan. <laughs> exactly. We don't want anyone to fall asleep no matter what. Yeah, please don't. So, yeah. So, we're hot. And this is a hot topic today. It is a hot topic, yeah. The one with the BSL. Yeah, BSL uh, makes our blood spoil a little bit as advocates and as Pipple parents, for sure. Yeah. In case we are attracting some brand spanking new advocates to our podcast, which I really hope that we are. Everybody has to start somewhere. You guys are so welcome here. This is a great place for you. Maybe you don't know what BSL is. (laughs) Right, yeah. So BSL. (laughs) um, Probably start there. Yeah. Or BDL, too, if you're getting fancy. They're really one and the same. They are. Um, But breed-specific legislation or breed-discriminatory legislation is really just a law or a ordinance or a legislation that discriminates against or sometimes all-out bans Mm -hmm. um, dogs of a particular breed. So that's generally, in most cases, pitbull-type dogs. It's also Rottweilers, German Shepherds, Chows, any breed that they deem dangerous for whatever reason. Yeah, it seems like whatever... There, if there was a problem in that town, yeah, and that maybe turned into some breed specific legislation, but really nine out of ten times, what we're looking at nowadays in these ordinances, yeah, are discrimination against dogs that are perceived as pit bulls, right? Yeah. So, and it's interesting because uh, breed specific legislation is anything but specific. Yeah, seriously, there's a whole bunch of ambiguous language in there. Mm-hmm. Um, even in referencing to the dogs, it's completely ambiguous. Oh um, they talk about like mixes and lookalikes of those mixes. Well, anyone with certain characteristics. Oh my gosh, seriously, that's yeah. like then half the dogs. Like, what are you even talking about? Where right. does it end then? It's really difficult. It's a little rough. Yeah, yeah it, it is. And I mean, I guess that there's a a lot of areas in this and I think this is why it's such a heated topic for advocates and it's so yeah. hard for us to handle mm-hmm. is because it's just so not common sense right it's completely ridiculous yeah there's a lot of ridiculousness that goes into these ordinances we know in different studies that have been done in the past several years now that even some of the most long-term animal sheltering employees 
they don't get it right when they try to attach a breed right. to a dog. When they're trying to label a dog with what it is, yeah. I can't remember what it was. It was 80 some percent of the time or whatever. They were wrong sure. when compared to genetic testing yeah. that was done later. So to have a town put into law legislation that's based on something kind of looking like mm-hmm. having a characteristic of right. or being mixed with yeah. or being you know like it's or, or all... being or being something that looks like a mix of i mean yeah. those are like actual things that that i've read in ordinance after ordinance after ordinance it's yeah. crazy to me and i think that that's part of it that really makes us get so crazed by this whole thing yeah yeah, it's it's all over the board. And too, legislation varies from city to city. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not like it's all the same banning or it's all the same restrictions. It mm-hmm. could be completely different restrictions, even in an area that's geographically close. Yeah, close, yeah. like within a 25, 30 minute difference. Right. Um, you know, in Milwaukee, we were talking earlier, they um, require someone who's older than 16. Right. Um, the dog has to be on leash. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to have a fence with concrete, right? Is it a concrete? They either need to have a full perimeter fence. Okay. Okay. Or if they can't do that, then the kennel that they have has to be concreted to the ground. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Very odd. But then in mm. Cudahy, it's a little different. Right. 25 minute difference. You know, they have to have an orange collar on their dog when they're walking the dog in public. Right. Um, they also have to take a picture um, of the dog and give it to the government each year, too. Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous and all over the board. Right. It's so strange. All in the name of protecting people. Right. It's a little it's a little rough. It's really strange. Pasco, Washington goes pretty far on what they want yeah. to see happen. If you're going to be able to have something that's perceived as a pit bull. Mm. I mean, they go so far as to, you know, you have to pay for like $250 for a permit and you have to have conspicuous signs on right, your property. Right, not inconspicuous right. signs. No, conspicuous not signs. inconspicuous ones, right? <laughs> exactly. And the kennel or whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, it needs to be like, you got to like put it past your neighbors and they kind of have to give it the okay. And then this dude that is apparently still called the pound master, which just blows my mind, but that's just different geographical mm-hmm. terminology. So that's a little funnier than it is a problem. Right. Yeah. But like it even says though in their ordinance that like it's at his discretion whether or not he approves the structure. So like you better bake him some cookies. What? Yeah. Give and, him a gift card. And you could get out of all of that if you had your dog CGC tested and he passed. But guess who the judge and jury is on his CGC? Hmm. Oh wait, it's the pound master. I think that's a conflict of interest. It's a huge conflict of interest. I yeah. can't even. Yeah. So he could take the fee for doing the CGC test mm-hmm. and then just fail you and be like, okay, and now I'd like the $250 fee right. as well because mm-hmm. I'm so sorry you failed. Right. Not that the Poundmaster in Pasco is a bad person. I have no idea what his moral code is course, at all. So I'm, you know, we're just kind of being a little tongue in cheek here. Right. But it definitely but it's a problem. Is a, it's definitely a conflict of, of interest, yes. even if he's of the highest moral code. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah, it's still a conflict of, of interest. Awful. So this stuff... I think really that that's one of the biggest reasons why we have such a hard time kind of keeping our shit together, you know, which is in direct contrast 
to the anti-movement, right? Right, which is what we were talking about last episode. Yeah, devoted a whole episode to that mm-hmm. so that you all could kind of start to learn a little bit more. Some of you, that was the first time that you ever even heard about the fact that there was something so big and so organized as to be called the anti-movement. They're really pretty good at BSL. They're fantastic. They're they're kicking our ass. They're really, yeah, they're really pretty good. Um, They have found a way to take the emotion out of what they're presenting, whatever we think or feel about their statistics Mm -hmm. and about their presentation, that doesn't really matter. They're doing it well. They're coming across as professional Mm -hmm. and as as credible. And meanwhile, you know, we're doing like these weird protest things and we're doing these, you know, really weird speeches, weird pitches to mm-hmm. to the council when we're getting in the room. Yeah. A lot of stuff that and we're we're so upset and we're so emotional, which like I just said, I totally get. Right. I totally yeah. get it. I'm 100 million percent understand it. We have got to find a way to right. harness that. Yeah, you can't you can be upset and emotional. That's totally fine and warranted. But you can't do that in front of the common council who's going to decide whether your dog can or cannot stay in a town or will have restrictions. Right. Um, that's not something that you can can do. Um, and it ultimately hurts our cause a lot. It totally. Yeah, it totally hurts. It totally hurts our cause. I was at a council meeting. Yeah. Um, in a little rural town in Wisconsin a couple years ago. And we were, of course, trying to get the breed specific legislation repealed, put in just a dangerous dog ordinance in its place. Things were going pretty well. The Mm -hmm. preparation up until the council meeting was pretty good. And we actually had a council member seated on the council who owned a pit bull. Okay, sure. Um, So you're thinking like, wow, that's really good. Yeah. He had worked really hard to try to get some of his co-workers. Fellow councilmen. Fellow councilmen, thank you. To get some of his fellow councilmen to see what a great, like that he couldn't even have his dog in town. And his dog was great. His Mm -hmm. dog was a very typical. Sure dog that's perceived as a pit bull he was very friendly Mm -hmm. he was very well behaved he was just a dog yeah whatever so things were going pretty well and then one of the anti-movement's favorite people that they work with is a doctor yeah she happens to to be from the milwaukee wisconsin area she travels all across the the country to do these types of things and and sends emails yeah. And letters and everything to all. She sent one to Pasco. Right. Um, so she's very active with the anti movement. She's a an ER doctor at Children's mm-hmm. at our big Children's Hospital, yeah. which is also like world renowned. It is, you know. And she has a really effective two minute speech. Right. Really effective two minute speech. Mm-hmm. I have what I feel like is a really effective two minute speech. Sure. And I'll be really open and transparent here about, so I was listening to her. And this was the first time that I had been in the same room with her physically. Yeah. And I was listening to her and I could feel my body turning red physically. Like Mm -hmm. I was so upset and I was thinking in my head, okay, nope, that's not true. Nope, that's not correct. Nope, that's kind of a really skewed thing. And I was going to go 
up there and I was going to try and deflate everything that she had said. And I was going to try and and then my rational side (laughs) washed over me and went, Michelle, do not deviate from what you have planned to say. Mm -hmm. Do not get emotional. Just stop. You can cry later. Just knock it off. Stick to the two minutes that you have planned. Mm -hmm. Do your thing. Do not refute anything that she just said as much as, oh, my gosh, you want to. Why did you tell yourself that? You know, because you could have refuted it. Terrible idea. Yeah. Because it's a terrible idea because because I would have had to go on the fly. Okay. And because it wouldn't have sounded as professional and it wouldn't have sounded as polished. Um, it wouldn't have then if it wasn't as professional and polished, it wouldn't have been as credible or believable. Yeah. You know, the two minutes that I have that I say at every single council meeting that I go to very, very polished. Gotcha. Um, I can do it still because I'm so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I can say the same thing and still be incredibly passionate about it. I yeah. don't need it to be new every time. Okay. Um, and I know that what I say is effective. I can you can see it. I, yeah. I've talked to councilmen after things. I know that it's effective. I know that it hits them where it needs to. Mm-hmm. So it was a horrible idea. I probably came up with some sort of compromise with myself while I was talking myself off the ledge sure. of like, you could add some of that in later for the next time you do this. Uh, okay. Maybe. Sure. You know, because I'll never forget the stuff that she said. And it was, <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't, and it wasn't lies. Right. It was very specifically crafted in the way that she said it. Sure. Okay. You know, so when she said, Every dog bite, every mauling that I see in the emergency room is done is is done by a pit bull. Mm-hmm. Or she did, probably didn't say all because she's too good for that. Almost all of the ones I see are pit bulls. Right. Well, what common councils need to understand in this particular case is that she works at an ER in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. where I'm going to venture out and say that probably 85% of the dogs in the city of Milwaukee Yeah would be perceived as pit bulls. Sure. There's not a lot of other stuff going on in the city of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. There are some things. Right. Not a lot. Yeah. And not a lot that are going to have the capability of mauling. There's not a lot of Dobermans in there. There's Mm -hmm. not a lot of Chows. There's not a lot of Shepherds. Very, very, very small percentage. So when you think of it that way, when you get the perspective, whereas if she was in a different ER in a different city... That could be a completely different statistic. It doesn't really reflect right. on these dogs perceived as pit bulls, mm-hmm. right? Unfortunately, though, some of the folks, and this happens so much, and so one of our biggest things when we talk to people in different cities, one of the first things that we say is plan, plan, plan your your speeches, Yeah. plan who's going to do them. Plan what you're going to say in advance, because if you can't talk about this issue, but you can talk about something like this, then talk about the thing you can speak at without freaking out. Mm -hmm. If you can't talk at all, go sit in a chair and be supportive. Yeah, that is wonderful. Totally. You know, that's fine. But know your limits, know Mm -hmm. your boundaries. So. Oh, the story takes such a bad turn because we were really (laughs) doing pretty well. And this poor man, and if he's if he's listening, he's going to know I'm talking about him. So I apologize. I felt your pain that night so incredibly heavily in, in my heart. I felt so bad for this man. Yeah. But he was so upset. Sure. He was so upset. And scared. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and 
emotional. Right. And I don't know if he had anything planned that he was going to say. But if he did, I'd tell you right now, he threw it out the window because this is not what he was going to say. Yeah. I hope this isn't what he was going to say. But he stood up and he got up there. And, but you could kind of tell by the way he was stammering and whatnot that mm-hmm. he, he just he was just really having a hard time even getting like the words going. And then he said, you know, I have a gun on my coffee table in my living room and I have children and it's not going to just go off by itself. And it's not a problem because it's there and I can I can control it and I can what you know and I mean and I'm just sitting there like you have a gun on your coffee table with your kids Mm -hmm. in your home which is totally your right to do but what in the world right what is going on yeah and and didn't you also just compare a gun to a pit bull too? Yes. Is is that the point you're trying yeah, to make? Yeah, he's sir? comparing the fact that his loaded gun on his coffee table is safe around his children because he's in control of it. <laughs> what? Okay, so we just had a actual MD doctor from yeah. an ER, and now we have a man with a gun on his coffee table. Holy crap. That was the moment. I mean, right. you, you could tell by the looks on everyone's faces that that was the moment. You know, we were done. Yeah. He apologized. He apologized later. I went after him and, you know, did my thing, whatever. And he came up to me after the whole meeting and he mm-hmm. said, I'm so sorry. And he said, I don't I don't know how you did that. And I said, you know what? I just I've been practicing for a really long time. Yeah. And if you get an opportunity to do this again, come. But if you feel yourself not being able to stick with what you were going to do before, or if you feel that you're just too emotional to get up at all, then just don't get up. Sure. I changed my mind. Yeah. You know, when they call your name, just be quiet. Act like you're not there. That's totally mm-hmm. fine. Nobody is fine. Yeah. And it's OK. Like, we're going to have another chance. Right. We're going to come back. And it wasn't just I mean, he's like not the only reason right. either. Yeah. There were definitely some some other reasons that um, we didn't particularly win that we that we didn't win that particular case but that even kind of makes me think of another thing that we always talk about and that our website Mm -hmm. talks about too on our bsl page is that you need to be prepared to lose right yeah and Um, that it's okay to lose the first time you know mm -hmm. like again this is a long game Mm -hmm. right we're not in it for the short term we're Mm -hmm. here for the long long term and there are a lot of ordinances and legislation that we need to overturn this right. isn't going to happen overnight no and there's a lot of hurdles yeah. and there's a lot of difficulty and if you can lose graciously right and if you can be in the room i i feel like if you could be in the room and be kind of like prepared to lose in a mm-hmm. way that you're absorbing everything as a learning utensil sure yeah so you're in there like okay this is probably not going to work mm-hmm. so let me just hear every word that's going on let me try and put it in my in my brain yeah because then when it comes down and if we do lose now i can review all of this and go okay where did we lose yeah because now we need to change something here Mm -hmm. and then we're going to come back at it in six months we're going to come back at it in a year whatever we're going to try again but if you're not sitting in that room really paying attention Mm -hmm. with the possibility of loss in your head then i don't think you're in the right mindset 
And I mean, hey, what better surprise than this and to find out that you won? Yeah. Woot woot. Yeah. And, it's you know, and then you're going to get like so excited and emotional anyway that you're going to mm. be like, oh my God, we did it right. Ah, you know, like whatever. Yeah. So that's just always, you know, or, or even just to go in without any expectation, which is sure. really hard though, I feel like as a human. Of course. But yeah, but if you could go in without any expectation and again, just soak up everything that's going on like a sponge, mm-hmm. feel free to make some notes, yeah. whatever. I think the other thing that a lot of times gets overlooked is actually our physical appearance. Sure. I think that this is really my professional opinion and mm-hmm. my conjecture. So like yeah. there's nothing anywhere that's yeah. saying if I'm right or wrong about this. <laughs> sure. But I think that a lot of places think that it's a really good idea to go in with like t-shirts made mm. or something kind of big. So not like a button, you know, or whatever, but like a, you like know, a but t-shirt like a, that yeah. says fuck BSL. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's highly professional. Yeah. Something like that. Or even if it wasn't icky like yeah. that. But, you know, I've seen a lot of a lot of cities and a lot of towns that are like, wear your favorite pit bull, whatever. How about if we not do that? And how about if we act like we're going to court? Mm, sure. How about if we act like we're going to a wedding? Yeah. Um, how about if we act like we're going to a job interview? There you go. How about if we act like we're going to a job interview? Yeah. Okay. Why don't we wear something that we would wear to a job interview and we represent ourselves as being highly professional, highly knowledgeable people? The common council is going to know if we stand up and speak that we want this ban to be repealed or this legislation to be repealed. They're going to know which side we're on. We don't need to be wearing a T-shirt. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, we we don't. They're right. they're going to understand. Yeah. If we have some cute little button, I mm-hmm. think, you know, that says like educate, don't discriminate, true. you know, or some like really like uplifting, encouraging yeah. little piece like that. I think that that's a really cute thing to do because then sure, then you can see who all has the buttons on and you can see some continuity and you can yeah. see some power in numbers maybe. Sure. Whatever, but I still think you should be Dressed like as if you were going to a job interview. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that that is really, really important and highly regularly overlooked. Yeah. You know, something else. This is this is so silly to me. (laughs) Something else that's so incredibly overlooked when we're trying to win and change legislation. If I were running for president yeah (laughs) okay if i were running for president victoria Mm -hmm. and if i was like you're so stupid if you don't vote for me you're the dumbest freaking person i've ever met i can't believe how ignorant you are that you don't know that i'm right and that you're wrong yeah would you vote for me hell no Not a fat chance in hell. Can we just stop for a second and soak in the common sense here? Yeah. You need to go in and make friends. And I'm not talking about with the anti-movement. I'm talking about with the government. Right. You need to make friends, not enemies. Right. Yeah. We heard so much of this in Denver. Oh, my gosh. That mayor is an idiot, though, don't you know? It doesn't matter what I think of the mayor. What I want the mayor to do is vote in my favor. Of course. I want him to love me. Mm-hmm. I want him to want to do what I want him to do. Yeah, and calling him an idiot is not going to get you what you want. No. Call, yeah. yeah. No. Calling him ignorant. Right. Calling him, calling him stupid. Mm-hmm. Telling him, you know, that like, and like, I'm not going to vote for you. 
um, oh, okay, well, I... <laughs> oh, damn it, let me change my decision now. Right. Because right. you're not going to vote for me. Right. How about we educate him? He is. He has a job to do, and he's trying to do the best, though misguided, trying to do his best. Right. Come on. Exactly. exactly. We don't need to belittle him and call him names. We're not in the third grade. No. And it didn't work then either. No. There was a reason why the teacher stepped in and was like, stop being such a jerk. It's ridiculous. You can't act like this yeah I mean I come from a sales background for pretty much all of my adult life before this life happened to me mm-hmm. and I know that not everybody comes from that sales background and whatever yeah. but you can't sell somebody something by bullying them or badgering them or being mean to them or talking down to them or right. being condescending none of that works when you're trying to sell somebody something you're like super duper sweet and you're super duper nice and you're really complimentary. Whenever I go into a store to return something, Mm -hmm. the first thing I do is compliment the cashier. First thing. Oh my gosh, I love your nail polish. Oh my gosh, I love your glasses. I'm not saying that I'm being ingenuine. I probably really do because I pick something that I really like. I'm not lying. Sure. But that's the first thing I do. Why? Because I just want my experience to go really well. Because a lot of times return experiences don't go really well. Yeah. So I set it up for it to go well. Yeah. (laughs) You guys, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Right. Every single time that we aren't looking at this, we need to become a politician ourselves. Right. Absolutely. We need to become the best politician that we can possibly be in representation of dogs perceived as pitbulls. Right. Yep. And the best salespeople mm-hmm. that we could ever be yeah. for these awesome animals yeah. that deserve so much more right. and to be treated so much differently. Right. But like, seriously, you got to just think in your head. Would I vote for me? Right. Would I vote for me? You know, I'm standing outside. I have some sort of sign. You know, it's not nice. Mm-hmm. I'm calling City Hall 1,500 times. I'm having every Tom, Dick, and Harry that I know call City Hall. City Hall can't do any other part of their job right. because they are so incredibly bombarded by rude and awful interactions yeah so guess what if i'm working at city hall and if i'm sitting in the break room with councilman so-and-so and and councilwoman so-and-so whatever and this happens to come up i'm like man i can't stand these people yeah they are so awful i haven't been able to get i have to take so much of my work home I'm putting in 60 hours this week because 40 of them are spent just trying to like do something with these emails and these phone calls. Like we get it. We get it. You're you're freaking pissed off. Okay. That's not even what we are. That's not even what we should be. Right. Mm -hmm. I understand the lure of like wanting to make your BSL case like a big, huge, like having it go viral. I understand the lure of that. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to challenge you to keep it local. Sure. You know, I'm going to challenge you to try and keep it local. Seek out knowledge from anyone, anywhere. If you need help making scripts, contact Pitbull Advocates of America. Right. Yeah, we'll provide them to you. Yeah. Um, Contact um, Animal Farm Foundation. Go to their website. Go to Humane Society United States website. Mm -hmm. Those two both have enormous, awesome kits 
write on their websites that some of them even have scripts in them already. We also have scripts that are like ready to go. We'll brainstorm scripts with you. Mm -hmm. We'll brainstorm scripts with you guys in a way of if you have people that are like really afraid to talk, we could do a 30 second one. If you have people that are really, you know, interested in talking, we can do the two minute one. Or if you have a full three minutes or whatever, like we'll we'll work through it with you. Mm -hmm. Go get whatever resources you can get. But the only people that City Hall cares about hearing from are local people. Exactly. Yeah. They don't care. Right. They don't care. Yeah. If it's they, a local issue in Wisconsin, they don't want to hear from people in California about it. No, they don't care. Right. And they don't want to be bombarded. Yeah, because then the people that live in that community can't get through and their voices are going to get lost and drowned out in mm-hmm. all of this noise that we're creating. Right. Which isn't good. Doesn't no. help the cause. No. It's not. And if you have someone who occasionally gets involved, do I talk to common council people in other cities? Yes. Right. Yes, I do. But would I do it if there was 1,800 other emails in the inbox? No. Yeah. You know, because why? I'm mm-hmm. not even going to. Because I need to actually, like, have a conversation. I need to get on the phone. I need to get yeah. on a plane. I need to do right. something. I need to be right there, whatever. So, sure, But again, it's kind of a case by case basis. Yeah. Believe it or not, we're going to have other episodes about this. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. I think that before we get too far into not having enough time left in the podcast, (laughs) which I feel like we're already kind of past that. But I think that talking to you guys about learning who your big allies are right? as far as how you're talking with your common council and whatnot. I think that that is really important. Remember, too, that these people on these councils, a lot of times it's a voluntary position. Right. You know, so they're not getting paid. It's not their actual job. It's something that they wanted to do to better their community. Mm -hmm. So remember that. And then remember that they're just people. Right. So they don't know. They don't know. So my point here being that they don't know that dogsbite.org is an ambiguous name for a pit bull hate group. They don't know that. They look at that as being a credible source. Mm -hmm. That's something we need to teach them. Right. Something we need to educate, not yell at them, not bully them into something we need to teach them. We need to let them know. And the great way to let them know that is to say, you really need to refrain from using dogsbite.org as any type of credible, unbiased Mm -hmm. source of information because you wouldn't take information from Pitbull Advocates of America because we're certainly not unbiased. Right. And just so that you know, the same thing for dogsbite.org. Yeah. But there are a lot of organizations that are unbiased that we can educate them about. Yeah, and and these organizations actually speak out against BSL. Um, so that's really important. But really, you want to get unbiased support. I think that that's the best ammo that we can have. These organizations that don't have any skin in the game, for lack of a better term. So that's the Association of Professional Dog Trainers, uh, the American Veterinary Medical Association, the Center for Disease Control, CDC, right, um, and the Pet Professional Guild, along with the ASPCA and HSUS. So there are all of these organizations that are completely unbiased, right. that are speaking out against BSL. 
Right. So that's so important. That's a huge that's a huge thing to have in your back pocket right, right. there. That's where we want to try to get council people right. to go. Yeah. So providing so we have links on our website on the stop BSL page. Mm-hmm. We have links to the position statements of each of these organizations that Victoria yeah. just mentioned. So you could very easily at any point in time, just you could take one of their position statements and forward it to some of your council members. Right. You could take all of them if you really wanted to. You could link our website, but I probably wouldn't do that because, again, then you're you're going you're sending them to a biased right. Source, you're sending right. them to a biased source. So I mean, I I, I might not do that, but you just want to really, just really sensitively. You really want to say to them, hey, I know that you're looking for information. I am going to believe with all my heart that you don't want it to be biased. And I don't blame you for not knowing who is and who isn't. But these people are definitely not. Right. Like these people are definitely not biased sources of information. So, yeah, I think that that is really, really big. Yeah. And if people if they could just really keep remembering that these that these council members are not necessarily paid. I get it that the mayor is paid. That whole Denver thing was a little different, though, too, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't necessarily or normally get up to the mayor. Sure. You know, right. for like yeah. vetoing and yeah. that, you know, that that was kind of a unique it was situation. So that was a little bit different. But we're going to do several more yeah. podcasts. Um, we're going to do a podcast, the one with the whack ordinances. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to sit here and read ordinances for a little bit. We are. And you guys, you know, sometimes we have to laugh at at yeah. things that aren't really very funny, right? right? Because otherwise we're going to go crazy. Yeah. And it's a great way to also help us to regulate our emotions a little bit. Right. Therapy by having, a little yeah, bit. exactly. By having a little bit of fun. We're going to dive into some ordinances at another time. We're going to dive into really great meeting preparation. Yeah. You know, I mean, that is easily a podcast in and of itself. Right. There's a lot more to talk about, mm-hmm. but we had to... We had to find some sort of starting, some sort of starting ground. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Which is so hard for us. It is. Because we want every podcast, at least I want every podcast to be five hours. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. I'm so sorry. It's a hundred degrees in here though. That's true. I would really like the fan to come back. (laughs) It's very true. Um, Before we go though today, we wanted to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys want to submit your questions, please feel free to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, questions about anything, questions about our previous podcast, questions about this podcast, about BSL, about owner support. About um, topics that you'd like us to podcast about. Yeah. Or questions that you'd like us to dive into. Right, yeah. In, in a podcast. You can submit those questions by going to our website and yeah. contacting us there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just do contact at yeah. pitbulladvocates.org. But we would love to see what's on your mind yeah, and what you guys want to learn about. Absolutely. And hopefully we all want to learn about the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully we know something about right? the things that you yeah. want to learn about. Man. And if, sure. and if we don't, then I'll tell you what, we'll go out and we'll learn. Yeah. I would love to. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes. We'll figure it out. Again, because this is a learning experience. We're all in this journey together. That's how we want it to be. Yeah, for sure. It's very exciting. Can't wait to get in front of you guys. Oh, <laughs> I think it's been a few podcasts that I managed to not say that. I yeah, I been, think like two. 
been holding it in. I know. <laughs> I just can't wait. I just can't wait. So thank you. Yes, thank you for tuning in. Always. And please come back. Please bring your friends, your coworkers, yes. your family. Please come back and um, we'll catch you another time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Have a great day, you guys. I want to thank you for joining us today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, tell your friends and family. Click the share button on the app or take a screenshot and put it on your social media. Please consider taking the next step in advocacy, you guys, by visiting the website at pitbulladvocates.org. Order a bumper sticker, start a campaign in your area, or just ask us for help. I want to thank all of you who give financially to keep our mission moving forward. You can give now by simply texting PBAOA to 44321. We always appreciate your generosity. Oh, and don't forget to click subscribe. Apparently that's a really important part of this whole podcasting thing. Thank you all for being part of the solution and God bless you.